Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite. Dogs in the house, it's getting close to the end, y'all. But we're gonna kick it like this on the last album. Now, let me holler at your partner, spit this game, bend your ear for a minute. Quit complaining about how you can't spin it. Cause you ain't got it You got what it takes But not enough to get started I hope you get the message No, it's not a test it's just me riding the jet They can't arrest me or bust me I'm still hungry I want some more stuff Get fat and watch my whole crew blow up So get yours and buy my new album Peep the game and don't be like Calvin Get everything you want, get real Get your mail, get your girl to make bail And get your ass out of jail You should be getting it Everything you want Everything you dreamed of, never have the front. You should be getting it, getting money. I'm talking about you, black. Don't laugh, it ain't funny. You should get a good lawyer, like Johnny Cochran. Swear to tell the truth, hell no, I didn't pop and get your kids in school so they can get an education, get a degree, and take a vacation. You see, I got all my game from the streets of California. Young millionaire with no high school diploma, living real good, taking care of my folks. Roll up a for the players to smoke Short dog in the house I know you ain't tripping Cause life is too short You gotta get in where you fit And stop looking For what you never seem to find It ain't what you think You gotta read between the lines Cause life ain't long For a young black man Trying to make money Doing all he can Selling dope Don't you hope He would go to class But the boy makes money And he makes it fast With the 20s on top And the 50s on bottom A fuck top notches Oh yes we got it's been a long time since I first got down, but I still keep making these funky sounds. Get your money, man. Get yours. Just hanging out. You 
got a lot of dreams, but you can't get out. The first thing you need to do is set yourself some goals. Think positive. Everything else is old and work hard. Never stop hustling. Cause they just love to see the black man struggling. So what are you saying, Todd? It's time to come up. Put your dollar bills in the air. He said, meet me at the White House. And I was there cause I'm one in a million. Black men rising. They want to keep me down, but I Always surprised to spend my money in the hood. I know it's all good, and you should do the same. I told you, keep the game from too short. You know I'm the man, I lend my brother a hand, cause I know I can. I keep going and going, but I'm not the pink bunny. Instead of beating on the drum, I never stop thinking money. I'm getting all I can. If you don't, just slip. I can't wait to get to heaven just to have a grip. When I was broke, I couldn't afford a meal, but now I'm rich. I can't be fake. I got to keep it real. It's been a long time, baby, since I first got down, but I still keep making these funky sounds. What's up, motherfuckers? This is Flip This Podcast, a real estate investing podcast that teaches you how to find and negotiate with motivated sellers to flip houses without using banks or private lenders. As always, I'm your host, Steve Londo, joined by Jeremy Burgess. What's up? I am a full-time wholesaler flipping houses in Detroit and its suburbs. If you are not sure what wholesaling is... Wholesaling is where you go out and find someone that wants or needs to sell their house. You negotiate a price to buy it for, say, $30,000. You sign a contract to do so with them. And then you go out and market and find a buyer to buy that property from you for, say, $40,000. You assign that contract to your buyer and you make the profit in between. Pretty sweet deal. I like money. Money's good. Money's good. So that's what wholesaling is. And welcome to episode number 25. It's amazing what consistency will do. Got up to 25. I was uh, half good there, number. I think. It's a good number. I like that number. Good 25. number. So that's going to be our last episode. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Oh, no. Peace out. <laughs> so now it's time for... Oh, deals. We deals. Deals. Deals, deals. 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 I only have one deal for you guys this week. Just one. 
It is a pretty sweet deal, though. It's pretty awesome. I only need one deal sometimes, you know? One that's shot, right. one kill. That's right. This, um, the one that's available, it backs up to Boston Edison. This is 2245 Glen, G-L-Y-N-N, in Detroit. I think it's 48206. Uh, this is a five-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath, huge 2,500-square-foot brick colonial, I think is what you would classify it as. It's got a full basement, two-car detached garage. Uh, literally, your backyard uh, is Boston Edison. Like you, The fence right there, you jump over, and you're in Boston Edison Historic District. Um, this street is – the subdivision that it's in is not – technically boston edison um it still comps out at between 75 and 80 grand and you will probably need to put about 30 to thirty-five thousand in it It needs a lot needs pretty much everything cosmetically uh it is hot water heat so if you are if you don't like that then you would have to put in forced air gas and that may raise your rehab numbers up even more uh to maybe 40 grand However, you can pick this property up today for the low, low price of twenty three grand. Um, dude, this is, I mean, this is a phenomenal area. It's a phenomenal opportunity. This is appreciation. This is not speculation. This isn't something you buy and hope it's going to go up. This is a buy and know it's going to go up, um, especially if you do the right repairs um, with the right budget. You could make a, a really good return on this house. Um, hold it for three to five years. And this, I mean, the rent on this alone, you're in at 23 grand and you can rent it. Let's say you, let's say you're, let's say you're all in for 55. Um, I know you can get at least a thousand for this. If not probably 1200 a month. I don't know. It's a you're definitely house. within, you're probably within a thousand to 1200, five bedrooms, yep. three stories, beautiful, big, beautiful brick house, all the cool shit you love. And an old yep. house. I mean, it's really the it's the whole package, folks. Yep. And it's close to everything. It's it's certainly an appreciating area. Um, this isn't like, oh, this is across from Boston. This is down the road from Boston Edison, like across two freeways and six miles and you know, no, this literally your backyard backs up to Boston Edison. Throw a rock and hit it. Right. And I've been trying hard. Your four year old can throw a rock and hit it. Don't do that. The the, the neighbors would be very mad. Bad kid. So twenty three grand two two four five Glen in Detroit uh four eight I think it's two oh six or two oh seven um again it's a nice big five bedroom brick house hit me up Steve at stevebuyshousesfast dot com um if you're not on my list already you can join it at three one three cashdeals dot com sign up with your email and you'll get these emailed to you with beautiful pictures and video walkthroughs um the day we lock them up essentially. Sounds good. I like that the day you lock it up. I like right. pictures. Mm-hmm. I like deals and I like money. So do it. Do it. That's all we have for deals this week. Um, 2017, slow start a little bit. It's more of a fast finish because all the deals that didn't close in 2016, I locked up and I'm closing pretty much between last week and this week. We're, we're out. So although in between now when I'm recording this and when this is being aired and it's going to be gone, this deal could be gone. I've actually already had like three or four people I'm talking to about that. So, um, 
That's it. That's shit. it on the deal. I got I might have a buyer for it. You know what I'm saying? We were talking right. about that before. Yeah. So we're we'll trying to sell this shit tonight. I hope it is gone. Yeah. So uh, on to the next section, what is working and what is not. I don't necessarily have a what's not, but what's working, something I think is really cool and helpful is these monthly team meetings. Um, we just had our, our team meeting again. We're doing some training with the team. The team is everyone that's working um, in my business right now. That's uh, VAs overseas. It's acquisitions guys and girls here locally and uh, closing coordinator, Mariah, who's shifted over. Um, it's it's really cool because it keeps everybody on the same page. We're all rowing in the same direction. Um when you're not meeting and you're not really communicating with each other very often, it's easy to just not know and invent shit in your head of what's going on. You know what I mean? Like um, this way we're all on the same page. We all know what's happening and what's going on. Also, we're able to stay up on, on top of our goals and our metrics. Uh, are we on track? You know, we have a goal of a hundred leads a month. We've had X number this month. Are we high? Are we low? Are we looking like we're going to hit that goal? Or are we going to miss it? If we're already a week into the year and we're, you know, we haven't had at least 25 leads, there's a problem. We're behind schedule. So that means we need to do more marketing or reach out to more leads on our own to get those numbers where we want them. So I'm enjoying the team meetings. We're doing a monthly in-person meeting on the Royal Oak area, which is cool. It's very helpful. But I'm also going to start instituting a weekly meeting, which is more of a quick hit. You know, what were our numbers last week? How many leads? How many, uh, new contracts, how many closings. And those are just going to be virtual, uh, like over Skype or whatever. Typical, like 15, 20 minute meeting, just real quick in and out. So I'm, I'm happy that's, um, been implemented. It's something I've always wanted to do and just kind of procrastinated on getting scheduled. Um, last November when you were on the team, we were doing these weekly meetings, um, but we didn't do the monthly all meetup thing. Way back in the day in the old JV program, if people that have been following me for a long time if, um, may remember that we would meet, not monthly, but we met a few times, maybe tw- two or three times um, in that live format for multiple hours, just cramming content. Uh, it's cool, but it's a little too much. So I like the more frequent meetings every week. We can kind of hit those quick things, go over what's working, what's not, any questions, training issues. And then the monthly ones are where we dive deep into topics like pre-screening sellers and how to handle the CRM and work through each individual step. So it's pretty cool. I'm liking it. Sounds fun, man. Got to get after it. I like keeping it. That's something Joe does. Keep everybody on the same page, track numbers, all that Something yep. I'm going to implement in my business this year is daily reporting of numbers. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And I like that. Um, you know, I'm always looking at the numbers personally as the owner, um, but I want the team to be involved in that as well. And they may individually be looking at numbers um, on their own side too. But as a team, knowing what, you know, one person on the team is doing versus the other person on the team, they can help pick each other up as well and motivate each other. Like a oh, scorecard. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, it is a scorecard. Absolutely. Because I'm having contests too. Whoever How gets is the X most doing? Mm-hmm. Whoever gets the most contracts wins a prize. Whoever gets sets the most appointments that actually complete uh, gets a prize. Um, it's stuff to help keep them motivated and keep them just striving to do better than 
they did before. It's not necessarily against each other, although it is, but it's more against yourself. How can I do better than I did yesterday? You know, I want to improve every day uh, in everything. So, yeah, I only look to other people to see what's possible and then I compete against myself. That's exactly right. I look at people, see what they're doing, what's working for them, what's not working for them. And I use them as inspiration, but I'm not competing with anybody. Um, Even for deals, I'd rather work with people. What I'm competing is with myself. Um, How did I perform yesterday in jujitsu versus the day before that? Was I better? Was I worse? Um, And, or or the, the time training before that same thing with, with, um, with business every, every day you can, you can monitor that you can do it monthly. Um, and any, any time intervals that you want, you can compare yourself this month to, uh, this month last year, which I like to do those kinds of comparisons too. like January of 2016, how many deals did we close? How many leads did we get? Blah, blah, blah. And then look back to 15. How do we do then? And looking at this year, all right, well, we're way better than last year, but we're still off of what we set as our pinnacle in 2015 or whatever. So it's always good to, um, to compete against yourself and just to always strive to get better. Um, so that's, what's working, what's working for me. Um, I don't really have a, what's not working. I'm sure if I put more thought into it, I I could come up with something, but there's always things that we're doing in the business and in life to, uh, just tweak and improve and get better results. The end, the goal is the results. You know, I'm looking to, to increase the results across the board. Um, and that's what we do. <coughs> so moving on stories. Oh, I got a story for you. Yeah, so I remember this one. when I came one. in, I didn't really have a story and I was like, damn, yeah, I got to think about this. And Jeremy goes, what about that Redford one? And I was like, well, well, we did a lot of deals in Redford. What tried what? Well, the one that blew up at closing. Oh, that one. Yeah. So this was like 2015. Um, Are we going with closing room rumble? Yeah. (laughs) Closing room rumble. Um, Sorry, I couldn't help myself. We almost threw down at the closing table on Sunday. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't Sunday. It did get a little heated. Um, I was not regularly training jujitsu at this time, so maybe the temper was a little higher than usual, too. I was you didn't get out to, all that male aggression on the mats? Oh, no. And I remember that time, too, being very pissed off a lot. I think there was a bag thrown, allegedly. Savage Steve was <laughs> healthy. That he, he was in full force. He was in abundance in that year, yeah. yeah. So, it's like National Geographic. We watched that girl <laughs> just run up on the other one, chucking shit. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> so what happened? Um, actually, it's it's this part goes to another story too. This intricate. One of this, um, one of the characters in this movie is also in another movie, a spinoff. So (laughs) we'll get to that one next week. But so this buyer, um, he, the problem all started. It actually started well before we got to the closing table. We should have known. I recognized who the guy was immediately. Um, he did not. The seller, the buyer did not. I think he would have walked away had he recognized who I was too because we didn't have a good experience with each other the first time either. <clears throat> so as you all motherfuckers know, I am a wholesaler, which means I go out and lock properties up and then sell them to you for steep discounts. But I got to make a little something. I get paid in the middle for doing all that work of finding these precious deals that you guys don't have time or the patience to do. 
So that's what we did. And I listed this house because my buyer's list at the time was still growing and didn't pick this property up quickly enough. So we listed it. I also put under contract about three grand high, I think. It was a little high, but it was, it was, this was also 15. Um, things weren't quite back yet, but they were starting and, um, we were, we were being aggressive. We were trying to lock whatever we could up. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was a contract signing craze. But um, so this buyer, it started, we, we had him off the MLS. Um, lots of back and forth in the beginning where we're explaining. And Jeremy personally did this one. He explained it very clearly to the buyer himself and his agent, who was also his uncle, um, what we were doing. We had this house under contract. Our contract price is this. We're selling it to you for this price. The way we get there is by an assignment. We're going to assign our contract I just remembered I emailed you. him the contract too. Yep. I emailed told him what it. the price was, emailed him the contract, and his uncle, who was a broker, whoever, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't know, whoever the fuck that guy was. Yeah, it was his uncle. His uncle, some, some fucking relative. Yep. And, and he's a piece of shit realtor. Oh, fuckhead. He's a Fucker. real tard. Yeah. That's the real tard. That's the real, real tard we're talking about when we're talking about real tards. What do they? What do you call him? A Betty and a Betty and Barry's always and fucking Barry's. up deals. Fucking yeah. Barry, he was definitely a Barry. He did. He buried the shit out of this. <laughs> he almost got buried himself too. It he should have. It was close. Him and his nephew. So what happened? I guess one of the points of contention was that the purchase price they were actually paying wasn't what was shown on the deed and on the title commitment and all that and on the HUD, but at the bottom line. The bottom line was what he expected to pay. He wasn't arguing what his cost of closing was. It was the way we got there, which was explained to him probably five times and in writing, just fucking ridiculous. So he actually got up and walked out. I've never once had this ever happen in a closing until this day. He got up and left. The sellers were in in one room. We were in another closing room and I did that purposely because I knew this buyer was a little weird. And it was going to be a little bit one of those situations where you just need to walk that tightrope. And I don't typically have a problem with my buyers and the sellers being in the same room at the closing. But every once in a while, you just have that feeling and you need to keep things separate. Yeah, that was that, a good call. That was this case. And it really, it probably would have blown up the, entire, the deal altogether if we had them in the same room. Oh, that would have been bad. But they weren't, and thankfully we were able to salvage this after he walked away and we closed it with another buyer like ten days later, you yeah. said. <clears throat> we made about five or six grand as a as a deal. It wasn't a, a home run, but it was certainly a nice little wholesale deal. T- typical wholesale deal on those quick ones. But it wasn't quick. It wasn't painless. It was a major pain in the ass. Um, yeah, I think it took 75 days because we were closing it right on like day 57 when it yeah. just blew up or something. And this was when we were consistently getting 60 business days to close. So it was it was right on contract. And this was one of those sellers who pulled out the contract and looked and goes, you have until blah, blah, blah. Day he, knew, he knew to the day. Yeah. And we were like the day before that. And thankfully, at the closing, um, I came in and talked to him, smoothed things over with him. He um, – Basically agreed to give us an extension. Um, we found another buyer who bought it for, I think it was the same price as the other guy, wasn't it? Or pretty close. I think no, I think it was a little bit more, a little Not more much. even. Yeah, yeah. So we, it was like a thousand bucks more. I think you're right. I think we did a little better even. Yeah. For the headache, um, but it closed. And the moral of the story is, 
well, I don't know if I have a moral, but it was just a funny story that I can't believe this guy walked out. So we're, we're sitting there at the table, the closer, Matt, who's a rock star, like one of the best closers Thank in the game. God, it was, was Matt. Anybody else? Oh man. It would have been an even worse disaster. Dude, it would have been a gorilla gangbang. It would have been ugly. It would have been bad. It would have been really bad. Thank, that was the only thing that saved us, I think, was Matt was just, he had ice <laughs> pumping through his veins because there was yelling, there was screaming, there was people Man. looking at each other confused, there were heads coming out of doors, and Matt's like, that has nothing to do with you, we're just yeah. in the process, he's all calm and collected, Very keeping everything cool. chill. Thank you, Matt. He's awesome. Thank you. I love having that guy close our deals because- True professional. Whew, one Man. of the best in the business for sure. And and he plays hockey, so that's part of where that ice water probably comes from. <laughs> but- uh. Man, there was almost a couple unconscious Pakistanis in that closing room. It was really close, really close. So, I well, mean, don't be afraid to ask too, because the seller told us to go fuck ourselves. Yes, essentially. And they were going to tell everybody, and then fifteen minutes later, it's all good. It's all good. We got an extension. That's because we didn't we didn't back off the shit, right? Yeah. You st- first of all, I was still confident that I could we could get the deal closed. I mean, that's what we do. We had this buyer. Everything was good to go. He's the asshole. He's the one that walked away because he didn't understand something that was explained to him 150 times or five and in writing. And he knew well in advance. The only thing he didn't have, if I remember right, was the full on closing package the day of or the day before closing. Yeah. He had the figures. He had the statement. He had all the numbers. He brought a check to the closing table for the right amount. He just walked off. And he had, I think, a three $3,000 EMD, too, which we returned. I Fucking shouldn't Greco. have. But it was held by the title company, and they they just don't have your back. No. So when you people, you people, I'm looking at you, Jim, John, John, I'm talking to you. When you ask me, well, why does the EMD got to come to you? That's why. Because when you act like a dick and you walk out of the closing because you are just retarded and you don't understand what we all agreed to you don't get your money back of course i'm not. sorry you no. just don't not the day of closing not when it's been explained to you no now if you put up an emd and you haven't seen the house yet but you wanted to lock it up you send the money and you go over there and you're like "Ooh, that looks way worse than it did in that picture i was a little worried about this but i didn't think it'd be that big of a deal and you need to back out or we need to change something all Legit. Right. I don't like when that happens, but I you haven't been in the house yet. I can't blame you. I'm not going to force you to close that or, or walk away from your EMD because you made an offer on a house you haven't seen yet. All right. I'm not a dick. I'll work with you, but don't expect to make an offer after a house you've seen in and get to the closing table and back out for any reason and expect to get your money back. I shouldn't say for any reason because there's one other instance, if something on the seller's side changes, then of course you get your EMD back. Yeah, like the day you go to walk through closing and all of a sudden somebody broke in and stole the furnace or something. Yep. You know, legit. That's yep. a legit reason. Legit. Yep. So just realize there's a reason I ask for the EMD to come to me, and that's the biggest reason because there's no dispute. You want your money back and you think you are you have a right to it based on our contracts that we signed? Go Fucking ahead. Fucking sue me. Fucking sue me. Go ahead. You won't win. You'll just waste more money chasing the money you've lost. Just good. Chalk it up to call it a seminar. Yep. You've learned your lesson and don't waste Steve's time anymore. And you won't have that problem. But um, 
I, I once in a while with buyers I've used multiple times, I'll let them send it to the title company because sometimes, especially some of my buyers that are overseas, they have um, they're an actual fund. Like they have reporting guidelines, they have to account for every dollar. All right, it, going to Londo Properties LLC looks a little off. Fine, send it to XYZ Title Company. I don't have a problem with that. Um, title companies are useless there, though. They, they are literally, even though no matter what it says in the purchase and sale agreement, their policy is we don't want to be sued. Yep. You need to sign a mutual release, of which I nope. say go stuff it up your ass sideways. Yep. And that's exactly why Steve wants you to send him the MD. <coughs> So I used to have, and I'm probably going to update my documents again this year. Um, I'm thinking the, by the second quarter, I'll have everything squared away in terms of business running the way I want. And I'll be able to focus on some of these other tasks. And one of them is revising my documents a little bit. So I keep my eye on things that are happening in the market and around the country with people and what kind of clauses they use and all that kind of stuff. Um, the mics have a couple things in their email. I call them the mics. No, I like it better than Mike squared. It reminds me of the, <laughs> the mics, the it reminds me of the bobs from office space or whatever. But, um, I'm talking about Mike copper, Mike Simmons, um, from well, we buy ROI. Yeah. When I wrote them a check, by the way, for the deal we did, I wrote their website, not their company. Name. <laughs> like, well, sorry, dude. I, I, we buy ROI is what I hear all the time. Hey, your branding works. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. So, and, uh, and the sponsorship is Steve at Steve. I <laughs> so, um, send your pirate treasure. Yeah. So I, uh, I like, uh, their emails that I'm on their list and I see some of the things, the phrases they use. I like that. I'm going to incorporate some of that stuff. Tracy Kaywood, uh, one of my friends and mentors is, has in her assignment right in there, or maybe it's in their B2C purchase agreement, um, that no other release or document will be required to release this EMD. I'm going to, I used to have it in there before and Greco ignored it just like, well, sorry, yeah. we have to have a mutual release. Well, sorry, that's going to be in your escrow account then for the next decade because I'm not signing shit. Nope. I had one up in Lapeer, Paul Coulter. He called me like a year ago, still asking me about it. And I said, you still have that? This was probably 2009. The guy walked away from a short sale deal. We were doing the buyer. He's like, yeah, he just emailed me again asking about it. I said, yeah, tell him to go fuck himself. He's, I don't care if it just sits in your escrow account forever. Forever. You're not getting, You're not it. getting it back. You lying, miserable, non-closing, non-legitimate reason closing piece of shit. You're going to pay. I'm taking a hard line on this shit. I've you been in Detroit to. too long. That's, you have to, though. doesn't make you soft, I tell you what. Yep. But I've, I've also had other instances, again, where I've re- refunded EMDs, even where I didn't necessarily have to, where you've been in the house Everything is what it is, and you agreed to it, and you still changed your mind for whatever reason. It's rare, extremely rare. You better be a nice guy. It, it well, one of them was a very nice guy. Yeah, I'm not gonna repeat mention buyer. Him, yeah, repeat buyer. Yeah, um, shit happens. And then another one. Uh, it was just a weird circumstance, and um, you know, I refunded it five grand EMD that he sent me. And this was probably thirty plus days later. It was a dragging on closing process thing. And, um, I just, I finally had to send them, send them the cash back, which sucked, but, um, you know, I'm not unreasonable. Shit happens. I'm not going to, um, you know, be a dick. And if you're communicating with me and we understand and we're all on the same page here, okay. You pull a, whatever this guy was, 
dipshit walk away at the closing table, you can kiss your money goodbye. And, and you know what? That's again. perfectly acceptable. You can walk away at the closing table. Oh, sure. Just don't expect your deposit. You're just back. not going to get your deposit back. Yeah. Because yeah. all you you fucking tied up a deal. You fucked everybody up. Yeah. And you know you watch a news article or your uh, fat wife didn't like what you were doing or something, right? And uh, you change your mind. That's great. It's not free though. Yeah. That's right. It's not free. It's never free. So you know, if you want free. Go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about <laughs> if you it. You want free? Um, yeah. Get on Section Eight. I don't know. You can go to Venezuela <laughs> for all that free shit. It's yeah. fucking great. Maybe some free shit in Cuba too. Yeah, lovely. How'd that work out for the Russians? Oh yeah. wait, it's some free Russian shit. You like that? <laughs> Give you a free twenty-two. So the the story. There's a a lot more to that story, and it really got uh, pretty tense in the closing room there, and that. Like I said before, that uh, that buyer was a character in another movie that we'll we'll get to that one. That one's actually a much more intricate and interesting story. Multiple layers to that one, and that dragged on for a couple of years. But uh, we'll get to that next week. But one of those things you guys just have to pay attention to. This crazy shit happens. Um, I I can't explain how the what the guy was thinking when. We explained everything clearly up front so many times, and then we get to the closing. I th- I honestly think it was a ploy. I think it was just the plan was to walk away at the closing table. Ego. Just to be a dick, and the ego thing. He had no intention of closing that deal, probably ever. Like, from the beginning, he probably just wanted to tie it up and then pull the, well, I'll just milk them for more money at the closing table, or I'll ask for this concession or that concession. By the way, that does not work well with me at all. Ask Al, this guy Al how well that worked. I went off about it, and he, fair, fair to his point, he, um, he's only done that a couple of times, and they were both legitimate issues. However, we've only closed a couple of deals recently, and both of them were were like that, where he did the inspection, and then after the inspection comes back and says, "Well, the roof's really bad. We have to replace that, so I need you to lower the price by X, Y, Z." I don't play those games. Look at the house. Look, Look at pictures. Hundred and forty pictures of that house. Yeah. Plenty of pictures of the roof. Six to eight pictures of the roof. Plenty of pictures of the roof on this house. So don't pull that game with me. I fucking hate it. All it does is piss me off. If there's a legitimate issue, of course we'll address it and talk about it. If I send you 140 pictures and there's plenty of them of the roof and it shows that roof doesn't look good, you're not getting a discount for the roof. You're either going to lose your EMD or you're going to close it to the deal we agreed on. So... um that's really the moral of the story. Do what you say you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. You will. You will. Everything's yep. fine. Then. Everybody will. Yeah. Shit happens. There are, there will be times where you look at the house and then bet- between that time and the closing, some new bit of information comes out. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. That's different. Shit happens. Things change. We need to drop a thousand for this or 500 bucks for that. Or I have to cover this closing cost. Furnaces walk Whatever. away. Shit Furnaces happens. walk away all yep. the time. So it, it doesn't matter. Um, communicate and do what you say you're going to do and we'll get along just fine. So, or pay the price. I have walked away from a few closings. Yeah. I didn't like it. I let them know as soon as I did. And I knew it was, this was in 2007 when financing just froze. I'm talking, a lot of people don't remember this where you call your hard money company one day and then you call them the next day and the numbers disconnected (laughs) and the emails bounce and you realize I don't think these three closings are actually going to happen yep. <laughs> anymore. And you just 
You know what you do is you take that shit like a man. Even if you're a woman, you take that shit like a man. It's an expression. Called him up, said, sorry. You know what I didn't do? Ask for my EMDs. Yeah. That's how this game is played. This is a man's game, an adult yeah. game. And uh, if you're going to play, that's what the stakes are. And Nobody you know gives a shit about your excuses. I didn't call crying about you. you know, nobody fucking cares. It yep. sucked, but it wasn't their fault. For sure. And uh, you know what? This same thing happens to me. I don't put up EMD very often. Like Not for wholesale deals, yeah. A one out of maybe 100 where I've actually done it. Like 25K net, all of a sudden I'll, I'll find some EMD. <laughs> I, I've done it maybe two or three times yeah. in my career, history, ever. Um, and one of them was a, a bank owned, so you kind of have you had to. Um, I've I've walked away and had to eat that thousand dollar EMD Sucks. just recently this year on a on a property in Birmingham, beautiful house, gorgeous. Should have been able to sell it quickly, couldn't sell it, and I don't know. I mean, I probably could have listed it and sold it, but I did have it on the MLS um, at the very very end, but I didn't actually make it live because I was waiting for an extension from her and she um, didn't send it. And I just said, all right, well, I guess we're done then thousand bucks. Phew, that's gone. what happens. That's, that's the name of the game. And I knew that when I wrote the check that I wasn't going to be seeing that money again, unless I got it done, unless yeah. I closed. So that is uh, the very definition of earnest mm-hmm. money deposit. If you are right. lacking your earnestness, you can kiss your deposit. Goodbye. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Steve took that shit like a man too, right? I mean, well, you probably I cried, cried a little. A little. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. It sucked. But I didn't call anybody else mad. and beg, you yeah. know, like I did, I did ask for it back. Um, just as a, I tried, it was a private seller. What was I going to, what am I going to do? Said, Can I have my deposit back? No. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I don't even do that. And I, I wrote it to them personally too. So it wasn't even held at a title company or anything. I gave it to the old lady. So actually I gave it to the daughter written to the old lady, but, um, you know, that's the story for this week. The moral is do what you say you're going to do. And if you walk away from a deal at closing with me, don't expect your deposit back because I don't either. Um, the wholesale tip of the week, I, again, I don't know if this is necessarily a tip, but it's a call. I'm going to call you out, every single one of you. Just take some action. What is one thing that you can do today to get you closer to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish? What's your goal? You're trying to lose weight? Getting to, are you getting to the gym? Did you go to the gym today? Did you sweat today? Are you trying to do your first wholesale deal? Did you talk to any sellers today? Do you have any contracts? If you have a house under contract, did you talk to any buyers today? Do one thing to uh, get you closer to where you're trying to be. And in that vein, as fun as this is and as awesome as it is, and I, we love pitching the deals, this is the last place the deals go. So go to the first place the deals go. Get them fancy email addresses. Whip that fucker out. Go to 313cashdeals.com. Throw it down. Never miss a deal. Regret is a stinky cologne, guys. All right. Also, if you're thinking about selling a house or you're just interested in what Steve's doing, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. And for all the social media and every other link and every damn thing about Steve you ever wanted to know, go to Clixo, C-L-Y-X-O.com forward slash ask Londo. And if you haven't yet, take a minute, go rate and review this on iTunes. So use the hashtag Savage Steve. I love flip this podcast, something, give it five stars. If you enjoy it and if you enjoy it and you're listening to it and you haven't rated and reviewed it on iTunes, I'm kind of calling you out, man. This is a free, free podcast. 
you're you're listening to this on an amazing device that didn't even have in Star Trek. All right, quit being so fucking lazy and go rate and review on iTunes. It's a piece of cake, and we do appreciate it. And it's one of the only ways you can help grow the podcast. Now, one thing you guys have been doing great, and I want to thank you and encourage you to do more sharing the podcast. You guys have been doing awesome about that. Thank you. I tried to thank as many people as I can. Steve does too. That's why we like you to share it from our Facebook fan page or something like that. And for the ones we miss, thank you too, because we know we don't see everybody. And we really appreciate your attention. We know you'll be doing lots of other things. Until the next podcast, see ya.